Hey, family. What's up? How y'all doing? This is E5 Bayo, and welcome to the Back Porch Conjure. Ah, uh, to some of y'all, it might be in the morning. To some of y'all, it might be in the afternoon. I had some delays, so grab a chair, grab a seat, grab a pillow, cop a squat, sit right here on this step, get you something to drink, some juice, some water, some tea, some coffee. Hell, it's three o'clock, definitely somewhere. Get your drink on. <clears throat> I got so many things I want to talk about, but I know that emotionally, we all are not ready. We are all not ready. I made a post. Well, I shared a post saying that, uh, you know, some of the people that were, when they were talking about um, R. Kelly, right? When they were talking about R. Kelly and his his sentence and all of that, and um, excuse me, and she's talking about made a post about R. Kelly, right? I want to read the post before I have this moment of confirmation and have this conversation. Right? And I'm going to read the post two times. Like I said, I'm going to read it twice. Because I want to make sure that we understand. Right? It says, Y'all hate R. Kelly. But in high school, y'all had the 30-year-olds picking y'all up and shit. Let me go back. Y'all hate R. Kelly. But in high school, y'all had the 30-year-olds picking y'all up and shit. Nowhere did it say, I blame the victims, I blame the kids. Nowhere did I say it was because of young kids being dressed, sexual. None of that. Not at all. And... It was just sad to see how a post can divide and conquer because people get in their feelings. Let's go back a few days. There was a video that was circling around on social media where a young brother brung McDonald's just for his son. And the mother was cursing him out. Right. She even got online and she was pleading her case because so many people were saying she was wrong. She's wrong to think like that. Where's the other kid's father? Why is she worrying about him? I'm talking about they attacked this sister. They dragged her for the guards. Now, you had some people like, oh, my God, I want to send them money. She needs money. She never asked for money. She was showing that, why is this brother bringing just McDonald's for your son, your child, when I have three other kids? Now, I know what some of y'all say, well, where are the other fathers? 
Okay, she didn't post that. She was getting on this one, right? Now, she also gave a little history. She said, oh, when you want to sleep with me, you don't have a problem with feeding all my kids. But because I withheld some pussy, you don't, now you only bring it for your child. So she did give that little scenario, right? When she was explaining herself. People still was calling her a whore, said she was, the people that wanted to send her money. Now, I was watching this young sister. She never asked for money. She's just showing you some shit that happened, maybe in her community. She said, but y'all not ready for this conversation. She didn't lie. Because come to find out, it was a skit. It was something to bring forth a conversation. And baby, now she's labeled as a thief. Oh, she's a thief. I was going to send her money. She never asked y'all for money. She never asked for money. At all. People make these scenarios up in their head and they try to do more harm than they are good. So in, in that sense, she never asked for money. She didn't say, hey, feed my kids. She said, you know, my stamps didn't come in. You bring it just for this one. But if I get you some coochie, you'll, you'll be happy. So people overlook that part. Now, here it is with the R. Kelly thing, right? So now it's, oh, y'all blaming the kids and y'all, but listen, I don't know what hood y'all grew up in, but in Queens and South Jamaica, uh, we were looked at as prey. We were, it's either you hide or you just be stinky or whatever. Some girls played off like they were lesbians, you know, and it was a plethora of reasons why. Well, one, they had money. My parents didn't. Some women pimped their own daughters so the drugs can take care of them because they wanted a lifestyle to uphold in the project. So it was a plethora of things. So it's not, excuse me, it's not foreign. Then you have <laughs> in South Jamaica, right, in the back parts of Queens, they had a pole out there on the 4th of July. And they had these girls stripping. And these old dudes, as well as these younger ones, were watching it. Okay, my daughter's good friend, she was videoing it. And people were in an uproar. And then you had some people just wanting to attack. We are not emotionally ready for conversations such as this. Now, let's take it even personal. I was talking to my goddaughter this morning right? And the conversation was amazing. If you watch P-Valley, and if you don't, then Google it, all of that, right? There was a scene where it was a, a gay scene, right? Where the dude and the dude was making love and all that. And people were in a fucking uproar. Oh my God. People were going off. Oh, P-Valley is getting like true blood and they making Uncle Clifford as, as Lafayette and I don't want this. This is gay. Speaking up about it, right? That was it. The following episode <laughs> was about a sister and how her child is being abused from the man. She's being abused by the man where the father, it was so many things in this episode to unpack. The man, her dad, the young girl that's being abused, her father, right, is sleeping with his daughters because you saw how that was. They spoke about how 
um, women sweep things under the rug, on how women push shit under the rug because they want a certain lifestyle. She lived fabulously, the stepmom. She did. She wanted the best for her kids, but at the price of allowing her daughter to be fucked. Now, yeah, I'm very raunchy today. Then you had where a white dude is beating a black girl. Then you have where a stripper, because her, she was denounced because of what she do as a profession. She's a stripper, right? That gives, that gives license for men to treat her like shit. So her own promoter, her own manager tried to rape her. But see, another sister let her know, don't hold your head down. Hold your head up. Why? Because you're giving the illusion. You're not that. You're giving them illusion in their head. But you always have to stand on your morals and principles. You have to stand on who you are. No uproar. No, oh my God, no. So as me and my goddaughter was talking, I was telling her. I said, listen, when it comes down to women, people are silent. People are not ready because now we have to look in that mirror at ourselves. We quick to look in the magnifying glass for everybody else. But we're not looking in that mirror for ourselves. Because now we have to look at our own stuff. The same way. I can't expose people from being sexually inappropriate at uh, ceremonies and things like that. Unless I'm going to look behind in my own backyard. I can't do that. Unless, so I can worry about everybody else's step and my step is just as fucking dirty. I can't do that. So, instead, let's help the victims. Let's help those that are wrong. The person that did it, they'll get their just dessert. But let's help the victims. Let's heal them. That's my stance right now because they are the ones that come to to me. Those are the ones that come and say, hey, if I bail, this and this was done. Okay, let's make you better. Let's get you in a place where you need to be. Let's put you back on solid ground. I understand that. The person that wronged you, they'll get their just deserves. Listen, I get stories on top of stories. I get stories on top of stories. With receipts, with video, with texts, with all of that. I get that. I don't, this is why I stay in my own lane. This is why. I, am I a little, yeah, I'm a little fucked up because, real talk, because some of these things and some of these people I know, some of these things and some of these people I've, I've heard great things about, and here it is. Somebody is moving the curtain back saying, hey, <laughs> but remember, people are human. People, and it's, trust me, it's not uh, highlighting their wrong. No, people are human. People have been hurt Hurt people hurt people. People have been raped and traumatized when they were children. Just because now they have a title don't mean all that trauma and shit went away. I got anger issues. So I already know therapy is my is my safe haven. When I don't go to therapy or I miss it because I have something to do or I'm traveling, I really get all screwed up. So now I have to have things, tools that I have to do to calm me down. And, you know, so this way... I, I, that's why I don't do chaos. I don't do confusion. Let me know what it is. I'm going to let you know where I stand and we're going to move on. I don't do chaos and confusion. I don't. I'm not making threats. I'm not doing all of that. I like peace. 
Peace is beautiful. Peace reigns. I started blocking people off my page. When I started seeing and hearing and seeing, I, I, I just, I love my peace. I love my peace. I, I don't like phony, you know, one-way people. I, I'm your friend when I need something and then I'm over here dogging out. Nah, that's okay. You know, so I know it's certain things that I can't handle or certain things I'm not equipped to deal with because I'm healing my own self. So this is why I put them in the hands of people that I know that are, you You don't have to be perfect, but I know that you're not out here fucking someone's son or, you know, looking at people's private parts and doing all that. No. Mm -mm. Or trying to get, this. this is... This is my my thing, right? <sighs> the world has its, its dark side and has its beauty. Unfortunately, somewhere along the line, I guess they figured, let's show Ephah Abel the dark side. I have sons. I have grandsons. I have nephews. And if they were to grow up gay, God bless them. And if they're not, God bless them. Either which way, I'm going to still love them. What I'm not going to stand for is for you try to manipulate or try to make a move on them when they're young and in their mind, they're still trying to figure out their life. That I'm not, that, that no, no. And I've seen it and I've witnessed it to where, you know, me and this person, we had a big falling out because... I got a nephew. I got son. I got a son. I got grandsons. I, you know, and if this young man, he was maybe about 17, he's still trying to figure his life out. And you're, you're really making him uncomfortable to the point of, let me, I bet you got a big dick. You're a grown ass man in your forties. You saying this to a 17 year old? Yo, his pops and his moms and them should take your life. So I already know I'm not good with that. And I spazzed out like I did because I think that is beyond. So I never told the mom. I just removed myself altogether. So when I finally did see the mom, she was like, it took a lot for me to find you. And I said, okay. She said, nah. She said, and... I'm not mad at you. I said, well, why would you be mad at me? She said, everybody else was, seriously, real talk. This is a real conversation. She said, everybody else was mad at you because you stopped messing with this person. She said, but I knew it had to be a reason. And my son, I didn't know, know her son, but I knew him. You know what I'm saying? Like, we never hung out or anything, but whenever he was someplace and I was someplace, we had like cool conversations. That's it, about life. You know, clothes, shoes, never religion. So she said, whenever they would talk about you, he would remove himself from the room. She said, but anybody else, he'd be like, oh, wow, what happened? She said, but he would remove himself from the room. And anytime if we had a conversation, me, him, and somebody else, he would always say is, yo, she's, she's the coolest person I've ever met. She said, my son don't say that about people. So I said, well, I think you should go back and talk to your son. She said, that's the problem I did. She said, he told me. 
Her own sister told her son, yo, stop fucking lying. You're a liar. Because they didn't want to believe that this person would do such a horrendous thing. I was the only thing there. You know how you say you have three sides to a story, your side, my side, and the truth? Well, I was the bitch that was the truth. And what do most people want to do? Silence the truth. Because they don't want that to come out. So, because I was exiled, excommunicated, nobody wanted to talk to me, it was okay. Because at that moment, I saved someone's son. So now, who do you think I cared about? These fucking people that swept things under the rug, that didn't see shit, and that will have somebody's son fucked up for the rest of their life? Or I cared about this son. Now, I have great respect for his mother, but I put myself in her place. So I spazzed out. And I will always spazz out when it comes to that. These are children. So we all started talking. And she said, my husband, when he was in jail, he said, yo, find her. Because she's the only one that knows the truth. Because everybody else was calling her son a liar. They was like, oh, he's been in trouble. He's a liar. And once again, if you have a straight A son or a straight A child and they drop to an F, and they don't want to go to school and they're cutting it. Here it is all their lives. They love school. Something's wrong. That's a red flag. That's a, hey, don't move no more. Let's find out. So here it is. Your son loves school. He did all of that. Now all of a sudden, he don't want to be bothered. He don't want to go no more. He don't, nah, something's not right. So I was coming down on Jamaica Avenue. I was standing in front of Old Navy. And she was like, Yo, just tell me the truth. And I said, yo, your son wasn't lying. And she was like, I knew it. I knew it. But you know what the sad part was about the whole conversation? She said, the only thing I can do is just keep him away from him. Because he's so popular. And he's so powerful, magically. That, you know, he hurt my son. My heart dropped. My heart dropped at that moment. And for a moment, not even going to lie, I lost all respect for this young lady. She's older than me, but I lost all respect for her. I did at that moment. Because in my mind, I wouldn't give a fuck if it was Jesus. Or better off, you don't fuck with my kid. And I'm going to let you know. I might, might, if he was touched or anything, I'm person charges. Because you are going to answer for this one. But you'll be surprised on how many people are so scared because they say, oh, they got guy kids. Or, oh, they so powerful. Can they walk on fucking water? They want to impress me, jump up in the air and stay there. But you were, instead of, you had them crucify your son. And now you know the truth. Because I gave you details that only your son could give you. And instead, the only thing you can say is, I'm just going to keep him away from him. Now I know some of y'all 
listening to this is going to say, well, what else could she do? You know, he's spiritual. He's powerful. Powerful like what? We all put our pants leg on one leg at a fucking time. This your child. Listen, I saw something that my godmother did that I was like, yo, I got to respect that woman. When it's kids, bring the parents. Come on. You're going to stand right here. We're not doing nothing with your child while you you standing right here. Ain't no all no men coming around, none of that. Boy or girl, come on. We're going to stand right here. And I'm not mad at her for that. You know how many people go, oh, just take the kid. It's okay. I, yeah, I trust you. I don't. I don't give a fuck who you are. I don't. I don't. Uh-uh. No. I, I, I can't read your mind. No. It's sad because the village has took their hands off of. There's no more protect. There's only, well, you know, the kids are at fault. But nowhere on that post did I say the children was at fault. Now, should those parents be questioned and brought up? Hell yeah. Yes, I, I'm, I'm going to stand on that. Why? Who lets their young child go spend a night at a grown man's house? No, no, I'm not doing that. No, I don't give a fuck who you are. No, no, that, no, 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 uh-uh. No, I'm sorry, uh-uh. We all spending the night, and nigga, we watching you. One eye, you got an eye, I got an eye. Put your chair under the door. You know how we do. I don't know where you from, but I know how we do. I spend the night at people's house, get that chair. Oh, no, girl, I'm just going to sit here and sit the coat. Shit, that chair is going under that goddamn doorknob. Boop, boop. I don't know what the fuck you do at night. I want to sleep. I got to watch my babies. So, nah. So, uh-uh. But are they being brought up? No. What about the teachers, the security guard, the school, the whole fucking school? Because he would be up there the same way. So in the scene, right, of P-Valley, she was pregnant and she came to her mom, her stepmom, because she's being abused. And the stepmother told her, go back, go back. You know how hard that is? And I've seen mothers do that. Well, you got married to him, go back. He's beating her. Well, she just got to deal with it. Deal with it. So that's how you, my husband beat me. I ain't do nothing. She, some men get upset. What she do to make him hit her? No lie. When I was married to my husband, my ex-husband, right? My first husband, Roosevelt. I ain't tell my mother. When she found out, she said, kill that nigga. That was her first sentence. But I went to my friends, and they were like, you know, if he don't beat you, he don't love you. Dead serious. Because back then, women, young girls, thought that was a norm. If he don't beat you, he don't love you. And I remember, oh, my God, we would fight. We would fight. That's why that, that episode was very, it was very traumatic for me. Because... And after a while, I started fighting back. Like, fuck that. We we not doing this no more. Uh-uh. And he, in the episode, he had the iron putting it to her face. And she was like, please, please, body, just don't hit my face. Don't hit my face. After a while, I didn't care. 
give me a black eye, all that. Because, nigga, they going to find you on somebody's river. And when <laughs> we were walking, I left him alone. And this motherfucker would hide in bushes. No lie. And I left him alone. I was like, that's it. I, I can't do this no more. I'm done. And he jumped out from behind the bushes. I had two knives. I had one knife in one hand, one knife under my sleeve. And we was arguing. And he went to swing. So a young girl that was used to hang under me, her name was Kia. He went to swing on her. And I turned and said, you can fight me all day. She a young girl. Kia couldn't have been no more than 12 years old. You're not going to swing on her. And I stabbed him in his back. And I plunged the knife in him and I pulled it down. He has this scar on his back to, to this day. And I ran. Right? Because my main objective was to get him away from Kia so Kia can get back home. Kia went back home. And I had him chase me. He had the knife in his back. I ran up in my house. My brother was standing there because he wasn't going to come in my house. So my brother was standing there. He was like, yo, you got a knife in your back. He said, I know. Your sister stabbed me. I sure did. And that day is when I gained confidence. Not for the fact of me stabbing him. Don't get it twisted. I gained confidence because I knew that I could fight back. And I knew right then and there, that this dude was jealous. No, not the jealous way. Oh, no. He was jealous. He was. He just... I wanted so much more out of life. I'm telling you. I went back to school. I used to go on Jamaica Avenue. It was this computer school called SCS. And I started there. He came up there and dragged me out of my classroom. I was doing good. I had my clothes. I would dress up. I would go to school, you know, learning how to type, shorthand, just learning all office skills, right? And I was doing so great in school where we would all sit down and study and stuff like that in little groups because across the street, then it was Gertz Mall, and we would go over there and have lunch. And my class, you know, we was all vibing. He came up there because I saw his cousin, right? But when I saw him, we was all eating lunch. And, you know, I, I don't tell nobody my business or anything like that. So we was all eating and I saw his cousins. And they were like, you know, what you doing up here? I said, no, I go to school. I go to school across the street. And they were like, come on, Donna, you coming? I was like, yeah. So, you know, I had my skirt on and everything. I was doing okay. Um, I had a little friend. You know, a little guy friend, his name was Marcel. He would pick me up and take me to school, you know, or he would bring lunch up there. And Ro couldn't understand that. He literally came up in my class and dragged my ass out. And we fought on Jamaica Avenue. I tell you no lie. And I still, I didn't, I didn't get my family involved. I quit school because I wasn't going back up. And it was so crazy because... When I saw one of the professors, like, years later, and they remembered me, of course. Everybody's going to remember. That's the girl that got dragged out by some dude, and, you know, he beat her. They was fighting. So, and at first, I was embarrassed, but then I was like, shit happens. I, 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 can't, I can't allow this to stop me. And um, he said, why didn't you come back? And I said, to be honest, I was embarrassed. He's like, you know, we were looking for you. We was calling the number, the number you had with disconnect. I said, yeah, he threw, you know. I said, he pulled my phone out of the wall. I was like, yeah. And he was like, you know, we were, we sent letters and stuff. And, we, you know, in my head, the first thing I said was, ain't nobody call the police. 
Y'all motherfuckers ain't calling the police. Y'all, you know, here it is. If a young girl gets snatched out of a room, the first thing y'all should do is call the police. Well, they didn't do that at all. So to, yeah, that was in my head, right? So I was like, yeah, I said, nah, you know, I mean, things happen. He was like, so, you know, how is that guy? I said, I don't know. Last I heard, he was in jail serving time. And that was it. Like, that was all. So I moved forward. And when he, so right right after, right, because I want to jump. We were, how my mom and them found out. I was up on the boulevard, and I remember asking Duffy and Knowledge. No, his name was Wisdom. Back then, I used to smoke cigarettes. And Duffy was sitting up on the on 107 in Godbrewer. And I went to Wisdom and asked for a light for a cigarette because I was standing in front of Rose's house. And I just went across the street to ask him for a light. And Woodward came up behind me with a golf club and swung that shit. And you heard my ribs cracked. I was in a, a rib, whole thing. And I couldn't breathe. But it was too late because Duffy was trying to warn me. He was like, yo, Donna, watch. But it was too late because Roosevelt already came with the golf club. Like, oh, you cheating on me, bitch. And he hit me with the golf club. I crawled all the way home. I don't know if you ever walked with broken ribs, but baby, motherfucking that cash shit, all of that. My mother was like, he's going to kill you. My father almost had a stroke. He told, called my brothers in them. And they was like, kill that nigga. Dougie and Daryl and all of them came. Like, all of that. And they were like, yo, leave this nigga alone. Not even going to lie. Maybe for about six months, seven months, we wound up back together. I had to really start loving me in order to leave. And... I, I understand when people go, oh, you're the stupid one. You could have left a long time ago. You're right. I could have. But I just assumed, or in my head I thought, that this was going to be the last time me and him fought, or that he would change, and that he loved me enough that he would stop, and he see the bruises and the marks. This was in my head, you know? Um, my friends would come, Teresa and them would be like, you know, Ro love you. Oh my God. But knowing that he was fucking half of them and didn't know that then. And he was paying them, giving them stuff. So, you know, to hype him up. And then this was the type that so many things was just building, right? I, I was that kid. That was that young girl. It had to build up, right? So <clears throat> one day I was coming home from the clinic on Garbara Boulevard on 108 Garbara Boulevard. And it was early in the morning because all I had to do was go and pick up the paperwork, you know, how you have your, your shots and stuff and all of that because I was going to get a job and I was going back to school. So I'm walking and I walk on Union Hall Street. I see Roosevelt my ex-husband, coming out of the back of Jeffrey's backyard. I started laughing. I bust out laughing. I could not stop laughing. Roosevelt showed me, picked up that bike, and just drove the other way. I started laughing. So I waited until that afternoon. We was out there playing handball, and Jeffrey and I was out there. And he was like, hey. I said, hey. And so my kids was there. And he was like, 
he said, um, hey, and I said, hey, say hello to your mother, your other mother. And Jeffrey was like, she is crazy. I said, no, 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 because we're both fucking him. He was like, what? I said, yeah. I said, the only part is he beats me. He don't beat you. He was like, what? I said, no, our friendship is so much greater. I said, and if he's screwing you, great. Then That means that he don't have to come and lay with me. So thank you. I don't have what he wants. Yeah. Oh, by all means. Dead serious. So it was just building. Where it got to a point that I was like, you, you're not a factor. You're, you're, he would go and, and be with girls and I would just walk by and keep on going and laugh. And then he got locked up. I was okay. I was living my life. And then they came and they was like, uh, yo, you know, can you come? Because they won't let nobody else because y'all are really married. Yeah, we really are married. And his girlfriends was there. They couldn't come into the to courtroom. So I was standing there. Okay. Then finally, I just said, I'm not coming back. So they found some other girl to go and play me, which was okay. Because I wasn't coming back. I, I, I was done. I didn't care if he lived or died. I was done. You know? Every so often, you know, because I had got married and everything. I got remarried and everything. And every so often, because we were at once friends, that whenever I came to New York, because we had kids, I would go up and be like, you know, I'd go visit him in jail. And it wasn't, it didn't change. He'll be like, oh, who you sleeping with? I'm married. Oh, uh, you, you, you might be out there hoeing. I'm married. Like, ask about the kids. Why, why are you worrying about that? So finally, after 22 years, he called me. Didi was 16. He called me, he said, matter of fact, the first year he was 16, Didi was 16, he did 16 years, right? He came, he did 16, 17, 18, 19, 22, 1, 2, 2. And then he went back. He did 16 years, then he went back. And he did, because when he came home, Didi was 21. But the first time he came home, Didi was 16. And he was like, oh, I want to take her with me. No, I don't know who you know. No. And... He was like, oh, we should be together. No, I have a husband back home. We're not doing that. Like, no, you spend time with the kids. They're here. You know, everybody was around and stuff. But he was already institutionalized. So then we went back to Atlanta because I was living in Atlanta. And he came home. He, I got a phone call. Roosevelt got locked up. I was like, oh, okay. And that was it. And the next time we saw him again, Diddy was 21 years old. 21. He did 20. All together, yeah, he, he did time. So he went in when Dee Dee turned one. He came out when she did when she turned twenty one fully. So he did twenty something years in prison. Um, I didn't have a remorse. I didn't have a, a, a didn't care attitude after that, you know. But I try to make peace for my daughter. But then after a while, that just fell out. Like. This person would never see a goodness in anything to do with me. And I remember when we were in the car and I was like, you know, that's sad. And he was like, I would never see you as anything positive. You know, and I really sat there and I heard the voice and I said, you know, it was so sad because all you had to say was, yo, Donna, I'm scared of losing you. Um, I know eventually we're going to go our separate ways, the whole nine, but I'm scared. That would have made more sense. But instead, it's, I know you're cheating on me. 
nigga, I go to work. I'm married. I have a husband. And the part that bugged him out, God bless the dead, when my husband Craig died, when he passed away, everybody and their mother came and they were like, oh my God, my condolences and everything, right? My kids, they were crying. Everybody was comforting my kids, all of that. Roosevelt really sat there and was like, I heard he wasn't a good father. All of them turned around and was like, he was a great fucking father. He was a great dad. He wasn't a stepdad. He was a dad that stepped up. Are you crazy? And then he was around my brother. Roosevelt was around my brother. And he was like, um, yeah, you know, I know you know the dark secrets. He was like, yo, Craig was the man. He moved his family out of New York and made sure they were straight. He said, yo, that nigga took care of his family. He, he was. He was a great fucking father and a great husband. Roosevelt couldn't. Couldn't comprehend that. So my daughter went and got a tattoo f to remember him. Like, yo, that's my father. And Roosevelt was so like, oh, I don't think I need to be around you neither. Like, you would disown your daughter. So <sighs> people are broken. They're damaged. And I tell you all of this because, one, I live my life to where I can't, I'm not here to, to get sympathy or anything like that. No. I don't want you to ever put spiritual people on this fucking pedestal. We had a life. We went through some shit. And we just knew that this can't be it. So we made a decision to get better. To change our whole life. To die and be reborn. To say, yo, this is not what I signed up for. This can't be it. You didn't birth me to be abused, to be manipulated, to be talked about, to be messy. Shit, to even be the problem. I don't like the way I'm living. I, I saw the church. They saying if you give your life over to Christ, that it'll be better. I, I don't sign up for that. There's, and then I'm seeing things. So explain all of this. Am I bugging out? So here you get on this journey of spirituality. You can't forget who you are. I'm not going to erase my past so this way. Because, you know, I had elders tell me, you shouldn't talk about your past because you won't get clients. I don't give a fuck. I don't care. So I'm going to go with someone that never lived, that never did anything. So how can you help me? Yeah, I may be a little straightforward, a little aggressive because I, I, I'm passionate about what I do. And if I don't know it, I'm going to be the first one to tell you. I'm not going to fake it till you make it. Why? So you can get fucking embarrassed? No. I'm that person that will hold your hand until you can stand on your own. I'm that person because I already know how that feels. I'm that person that's not going to judge you. I'm not here to judge you. Shit, I ain't got no heaven and hell to put nobody in. Just like they had no heaven and hell to put me in. I got sick and tired of being sick and tired and I wanted to live. So I had to make a a difference in my life. I had to invest in me. I had to do what was right for me. And then as I started changing and growing and see, seeing for myself, it's the needle that pulls the thread. Cause then my kids started following suit. See, you can fake it until you make it a front, but your family will know straight off the bat. My family and all of them will tell you, nah, she really, she really that way. Like, mm -mm, no, it's not a facade. I don't put a mask on and take it off. It's not a clock in type of thing. Nah, that's not me. That's not me. 
And I'm not that person with, well, I am who I am. No, I'm going to leave room for growth. Because there's always something new to learn each and every day. So, no, I'm not doing that. I leave room for growth. I love learning. I love talking to people. I, I don't have a problem with that. I think people are amazing. I, I love their stories when they're willing to share. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I respect it. And I respect those people that say, listen, if you're going to light a candle, kill a chicken, do all of that, do it. God damn it. It, may, it might have the reverse effect. Shit, I might hit the lotto. That's why I always tell everybody. I pray for my enemies. I pray they all hit the lotto. All of them. Every single one of them. I pray they hit the fucking lotto. Because when people got money, especially them broke motherfuckers, they not worrying about my ass no more. They ain't following me on no social media. They out there balling until they fall out. So God bless them. That's what I say. And for those that, oh, I'm going to I'm gonna make her worst fear. I'm fearful of a billion dollars. That's what I'm fearful of. I'm fearful of having loads of money. It, it makes me paranoid when I can pay all my bills. It makes me crazy when I can just get on a plane and fly somewhere. So curse me with that. Curse me with billions of dollars. You want to get back at E5 bail? Curse her ass with billions of dollars. That's what, that you, that will work. God damn it. But we, we, we put these people on these pedestals and we shift ship under the rug. No, we don't. You don't know. That story might help somebody to where, damn, I'm not the only one. I'm not the only one to say, I love him, but I know he wrong for me. I love him. This shit right here, we fighting like fucking cats and dogs. This ain't healthy. But how did you get the strength to leave? started loving me more. Real talk, y'all. I started loving me more. I did. I did. And that feeling is amazing. It is beautiful. You know, when I started loving me more, the so-called friends I had, when I look back over all of that, they shouldn't have been in my fucking life anyway. They didn't help me. They, they, they were toxic. For real. Here it is. Girl, come on. We, we going to find some help. We going to talk to your mother. We gonna... No, it's he only love you when he beat you. But in the backyard, you sucking his dick. What? So they weren't supportive. They were sitting there cracking jokes on my cuckoo ass and all of that. And I've always been a hustler. Oh, girl, you should get me this. Oh, girl. So I, I was the idiot. On every level. I can say that. It's about me. But when you learn and you know better, baby, you do better. I can truly say, I can say a hundred thousand percent, every single one of them is in fucked up relationships. They are horrible. They are living a fucked up life. And all they have to do is just turn around and start loving themselves. But they don't. Because they live in that regime. A piece of man is better than no man at all. And if they don't hit you, they don't love you. Where I see some of them do stupid shit so a man can beat them. And I remember us all sitting around. And they were like, don't you miss that? Fuck no. A nigga put his hands on me. Nah, boo. That, that, that doesn't fly here. But how did you? You, you, you got to love him. No, I don't. I, to be honest, I don't even think about him. For real. And I don't even know why you do. Why you bringing him up. 
Oh, because I remember when y'all was, nothing good can come out of those memories. Not a damn thing. Nothing. Nothing. I can't remember a happy moment at all. I can remember toxic. I can remember darkness. I can remember hurt, pain. I don't remember anything else. Well, at one time, you know, when he was fighting, it was because he was jealous and he loved you. Say that out loud and then say that to a therapist and see if that makes sense to you. Because I, I, cause the math ain't mathing. I, I want to know, does that make sense to you? He loves you, so he beats you. And he's jealous, so he's going to beat you more. And that's just showing you that he loved you. That don't make sense. But when you look at their lives, their moms and them was the same way. So, No. And I remember my mother sitting there looking at me saying, I didn't birth you to be nobody's fucking punching bag. And I couldn't even look at her. She said, I don't know what the fuck you doing out there, but that ain't it. And I don't bury my kids. And I, I took a day to where I was just in the room under the covers. I didn't want to eat. I didn't do nothing. And I think that was the day I had to put my thoughts and everything in order. Maybe that was the day that Donna, that was Roosevelt's wife, died. She was no more. Because Donna, that learned to love herself, was reborn. And when I got up, I cleaned up, took my kids, I packed up my stuff. I told my mother, I said, we moving. And she said, okay. I said, all right. Um, it didn't last long, but... It lasted. I came back home. I was like, fuck that. I ain't gonna lie. I said, fuck that. Bills and all that shit. I gotta make executive decisions. Now I'm going home. It's some shit I still need to learn. And I sure did. I came right back home. I needed to learn how to manage money, how to pay bills, how to uh, get my shit in order and be equipped. So you right. I did. I came back home. Hey, moved in the room, had all the kids in the room. I moved down in the basement, came back up, stayed in the living room. And then eventually, two pieces, I was out. So, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, I was that chick. I, I, I didn't give a fuck who made fun of me. I didn't. I was sitting there like, I got to figure if I want to eat, pay a light bill. I, yo, you know what? I'm going home because I I, I'm not equipped for this right here. I was stressing myself out, see? So you can make fun of me. You can laugh at me like, oh, that's the dumbest shit, but it's the realest shit. So I wasn't equipped to be a mom to learn how to pay bills, all of that. And let me tell you, those three years that I stayed in my mother's house were the best years of my life. Dead serious. Because I learned. 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 And I changed my my environment of friends. I didn't hang around my friends no more. I was hanging around women that had families that were cooking, Sister Mars Jackson, fucking CJ, all of these women. I was hanging around them. Like, yo, how do you manage this? And how do you do this? And I was learning that. How to put the pieces together. So between home and the people I was hanging with, yeah. So when even when I left New York, I left for 20 years, 20 years. And after a while, me and my husband was like, we ain't coming back to New York no more. Let's go other places. These people don't come back to us and they still doing the same thing. We, we, how, how are we going to teach our children to elevate and grow and teach them that it's okay to go out and explore the world if we keep on coming back to the same shit that once tried to break us? Let's go. And we would go everywhere else except for New York. So... I was okay with that. 
I was. But it all prepared me until now. But no, we are not saints. We're not sinners neither. But we look at our example. Look at our life from where we were and where we are progressing to. Look at the lives that we're touching. That should be a part of a clue, a part of your vision. You don't have to be like them. I'm not striving to be like anybody. I tell my grandkids, you are divinely created. You were created divine, one of you. That's it. So take your divineness and your uniqueness and go and make this world a little bit better than what you found it. That's all at the end of the day. But once again, it's about you. It's about not taking social media to the point where you have to lash out at people. And you have to, if you feel that a post or what someone write on their page, let me reiterate, on their page, and it makes you feel some kind of way, then you need, you're the problem. Real talk. Sign off. Because it's not that serious. These are Things that people share from other pages. If it has to spark you where you got to go and make a whole fucking post and block people and start talking about people, mamas and their kids and putting up shit about what you did for them, then the problem ain't them. It's you. Because they posted something on their page. They might have felt some kind of way about it. Or maybe that's the way they stand. Listen, I lost a lot of people. When I posted about Bill Cosby, I didn't post that I was all for Bill Cosby. I was posting about the judicial system and how it treats people of color. Oh, you a priestess. You shouldn't be posting that. You know, you you helped so many people and now you posting a rapist. Slow down. Did you read the post? Because nine times out of ten, most people don't. They see the picture and they that ignites. The same way when they see a video, like with the girl, with the son. The shit was a skit. It wasn't even real. He just wanted to start a conversation. That's it. And now, y'all want to bring her up on charges. That's stupid. She didn't ask y'all for shit. She was just doing something to start a conversation. But we are not emotionally ready. Because we... We'll look at a post and we want to talk about somebody's dead grandmother. Talk about how their children ain't never eat. And if you know them, oh my God, I can't believe it. I once helped her. Seriously? Seriously? So, Ma, Papa, you've been feeling that way from the day I met you. Go be great. Go be great. For real. Don't let no one stretch you out on your own fucking page and your own page. Your own fucking phone. It's your Wi-Fi. They ain't paying it. Whether it's free or not. They ain't paying it. They ain't helping you. So why would you care? Block their asses and go and live your fucking life. For real. It's a post. It ain't nothing. You know what? They have this thing. Because I do it all the time. They have this thing that goes with social media. And it's called to keep scrolling. Keep on going. If something that someone posts makes you some kind of way, keep scrolling. They didn't post it for you. If they didn't tag your name and they didn't say anything about you, I can't stand, oh, they really talking about me. I've made a post saying, you know, some people shouldn't run around saying they married and they not. They just girlfriend and boyfriend. People that play house don't deserve a house, right? Oh, I know she talking about me because I'm not married. I got your phone number. I know how to pick it up and say, hey, the fuck? I've been posting all other goddamn things. And guess what? I didn't 
post about you, but if the shoe fits Cinderella, put it on. But guess what? You ain't the only dumb motherfucker I know in the world. How you doing? Um, but if you feel that strongly, then maybe you should change it. Go get married or, or stop playing house. Hi, we ain't little girls no more. How you doing? But no, I, I made a post about uh, stepdaddies. How how you take care of somebody else's kids and don't take care of your own. This girl got in my inbox. Oh, I just feel you talking about me. Why am I? Who are you? Who the fuck are you? Oh, because you know his baby mom. Who the fuck is he? Who are you? you? You're not even friends with me on Facebook. Who are you? I know of you. What's my name? You can't know me because you don't have my number. You're not even on my page. How? Somebody screened some, shot, some shit to you and did that. I had Sinteras hit me up. Oh, why you posting my man? Or oh, why you saying this? Mom, for real? Seriously? You 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 don't have nothing else to do. You go go clean your altar. Go 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 pray at your bovida. Why why are you over here? I don't even know you. Oh, let me introduce. I didn't ask for that. Why why are you here? Like seriously? It's a post. It's social media. If it doesn't apply to you, listen. Only hit dogs holler, and I believe that. Only hit dogs holler. But why are you worrying about it? I don't know you. So now listen. It is no secret. This dude named Billy, I took him off my fucking page. Why? Every time I post something. Oh, you shouldn't post that. Who the fuck are you? You're not my godfather. You're I, No, who are you? Who the fuck are you? Oh, I'm just telling, you know, take that down. Who the fuck are you? Get away. Bye. But when I post something about white people, you was all for it. Oh, that's so beautiful. But if I post something about black people, you got a problem? Boy, bye. Block, delete. I don't like you. And I blocked all his goddamn so-called guy kids. Bye. Bye. I don't know you. Get out of here. So you're going to tell me what I can post and what I can't. Bye. It, it was nothing disrespectful. At all. Like, nothing. That serious. If I posted... If I put up for a white girl or Angelina Jolene and said, oh, you know, just a saying, then it was, oh, that's nice. But if I put up Taji P. Henson or uh, Angela Bassett as witches, oh, you shouldn't put that up there. That's giving the wrong signal. I know you fucking lying. Get off my page. Who are you? But people take this shit. Or if I be, I know you're going through something. I am? When? Where? When? I am? Yeah, because I saw like three of your posts and it was talking about relationships. So are you are you looking for Because I, I know, you know, a, a spell or something. And OK, uh, when I post, I just be posting unless I ask for your opinion. But no, I'm not going through a relationship. Oh, because if you're seeing some. Why are you in my business? Who are you? Who are you? Did I say anything about me? Did, did, did I, I just put up a post and so many people laughed. They thought it was funny. The same way, like today I posted about, I thought you were praying for me and I said, I am God deliver me from evil. Right. It's a post. Everybody started laughing. People were sharing it. You know, somebody got my inbox. You know, it's sad when you have to uh, post about your relationship. I, I, I didn't say it was mine, but people will listen. Social media is really good when you're wanting to network and put your put your company out there and all that. 
But it also has this dark side where it moved the rock and let the crazies out. You also got the people that are just these fucking now they're Facebook social media scholars. You have those that are better than everybody. You have those that are gaslighters. You have the trolls. You got people that don't have no lives and they'll do anything for somebody else. So they just sit there all day and just monitor your shit. The war watchers, the nosy bitch association. You have all of it. All of it. So when you open yourself up, you're going to get all of that. And the best thing you could do is laugh. Don't take it serious and block. My best thing is blocking now. Because why? The same way I blocked a few people yesterday. You don't like me. You don't fuck with me. So why are you watching? Guess what? Stay on my business page because you won't be on my page at all. And I'm good with that. I'm good with that. You don't like me. I don't like you now. You don't like me. So the feeling is mutual. We don't rock. I don't go on your shit. <laughs> Some Only a few times you will go on mine. So guess what? I, let's live a better life. We adults. I don't owe anybody no, no conversation. I don't owe them an explanation. Go with your life. I, I, I was doing great before I met you. So guess what? I'm going to do great even after. And go be great, y'all. Check the show out tonight. Set at 8 o'clock. Peace out.